Hello and welcome to the Irish Arsenal Counter Podcast. It's Tuesday, the 23rd of November. I'm your host, Josie, as always, and I'm joined by my regular guests and back from his hot ears, Eamon Donnelly. How are you, Eamon? Hi, Eamon Jonathan. <laughs> and John to Baker Media. How are you, John? Evening, Johnny. On tonight's show, we'll be reviewing our 4 0 defeat away to Liverpool at the weekend. We'll also be reviewing our upcoming game on Saturday against Newcastle United at home, which is at 12.45 on BT Sports. Um, as always, um, with a particular to all on last week's show, uh, optimistic at best. But uh, I knew we'd, we'd be hammered on Saturday, and so what? So was so be it. It was um, a bad, bad performance all round. Aside from Ramsdale's outstanding before saves, it could have been probably seven or eight nil in truth. Um, for thirty minutes, at the first half hour, we maintained him very well. Um, we kept him at bay, but once the fourth goal went in by Mane, the inevitable happened. The floodgates opened, and we just crumbled like we normally do at Anfield. Very young squad. Um. A learning curve. Um, I told our test rant um, after the elbow by Mane on Tommy Yasu, I think it was, that does ignite a Liverpool. It only fuels them, the energy in them. And after that, then it was just damage limitation. Um, there's not much to take from the game. I thought the squad, I thought we played really poor. I thought we just caved in and all you can hope for is a better performance on Saturday against Newcastle. Um, I'll start with Eamon back from his hot years. What did you make of um, a very bad performance, Eamon? Well, I actually um, saw the game after knowing the result. So the level of preparation you get for this show, Jonathan, is that a died-in-the-wall Arsenal supporter had to watch all of that. Right? Um, so I know what I was talking about because I was actually in the airport. Um, and then I had I had some fella in front of me in the queue, three fellas uh, who had were in the queue to get on the plane, and they're all looking at their phones, and I'm looking over their shoulder, and of course they're all wearing those Liverpool gear. I don't know why they feel um, that they have to dress in Liverpool gear in an airport just because <laughs> Liverpool are playing. It just lacks it just lacks it for me. Um, but having watched it back, right? First of all, there was a couple of things we got right. Um, John Malia would be familiar with my refrain that you've got to manage the game in segments and normally when we play Man City uh, and Liverpool away uh, we're a goal down in the first eight minutes nine minutes and I thought we managed the first uh, you know 35 minutes well they were no great shakes at that point we were beginning to get a couple of combinations we weren't causing them any great uh, bother but you know Ramsdale made a couple of saves but you'd be looking to get into half-time nil-nil, right? And if you get in against Liverpool nil-nil at half-time, everything changes because you have a chance, right? Um, unfortunately, I, I felt Arteta was guilty of a little bit of naivety because the, time, the, the place to do that type of uh, stuff is in front of your home fans. Now, in mitigation, I have no doubt that... Uh, Arteta, uh, at the forefront of his mind, had Mane's absolute assault on Kieran Tierney in last year's game at the front of his mind. When Sadio Mane should have got a red card after two minutes in that game, it was an absolute assault. I don't think uh, Saturday's uh, challenge was an assault by any manner of means. I thought maybe Arteta overreacted. And I thought, and I don't no problem with him at all defending his team. And I liked the cut of his jib, in, 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 and, I, and I liked his, his interview afterward where he said, well, I was just defending my team. He was defending um, uh, his team, uh, unlike uh, Klopp's um, diatribe. Absolute nonsense. But the, the effect it had was, Klopp is a gurrier on the sideline, by the way. He's an absolute gurrier on the sideline. People think that, oh, you talk about sex, baby, and all this heavy metal. <laughs> but I've sat behind him at games. And he absolutely chews the ear of the fourth official non-stop. 
you wouldn't see it on TV, right? But all the, all the incident did was blew the game up. They responded to that. We couldn't. And then, we, and then for the goal, it was so disappointing that we've been doing so well on set pieces. Gabriel gets caught under a ball. He was, he was, his body shape wasn't wrong. Uh, but even at that, you cannot come out then in the second half and give the ball away the way we did. And once it went 2-0, I wouldn't agree with you that it was a cave-in. I just think it was all over, right, at 2-0. Because Liverpool are that good, in fairness to them, they're that good that they can they can do that to the best of teams. But once, once we went 2-0 down, it was all over. If we'd have stayed in the game up to the hour mark, we might have had a chance. But all told, as I said, uh, unlike yourself, uh, Jonathan, these are not the games that Arsenal will be judged on. Um, I think that if I said if I said to you, geez, we got a point at Anfield and a point at Goodison, or if I said to you, we got Muller at Anfield, but we won at Goodison, which would you prefer? Not which one I'd prefer in terms of a league title, you know? So I'm not saying we're going to win at Goodison, but it's, you know, they, they were points that I never felt we were going to get near, to be honest with you. But... Um, the team has to learn from that, and we'll know very soon on Saturday morning uh, whether they have learned. Uh, and and if they put in a good performance against Newcastle, I'll be quickly able to forget what happened at Anfield at the weekend. Yeah, it's, the second half is very disappointing. Tata Tavares was very poor. Um, Giving the ball away for Yata, he didn't even look up. But I think if Tierney was, I think Tierney, if Tierney was playing, that wouldn't have happened. One um, last point, though. He, last he, point. One last point, though, Jonathan. I forgot to mention. Liverpool were clever in the way they pressed a party. You know, they they actually made Arsenal play yeah. fullbacks and yeah. not get out that way. I thought he was non-existent party, party all game. Yeah, party only got thirty-four touches of the ball, right? Yeah. Um, which for the midfield, the Granite Jacket gets about 90, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was one of those games where it was obvious that a party and Jacket combination would have been far more able for, I think, you know? Yeah. Yeah. His role, I, I'm, I'm starting to wonder what party's role is in the team because he's that poor every game I've seen him. He, he doesn't. He doesn't stand out at all. Probably the best game I've seen him is that Aston Villa game that Friday night. But since that, he's brutal on Saturday. Um, John, what was your take on the match? Well, I'll start with what you said about Parky. He was targeted by, as exactly what Eamon said, he was targeted. They didn't want, they did not want Arsenal to play the ball out to the middle of the park. They wanted Arsenal to play the ball out to the fullback, Tommy Asio and Tavares. And Tavares and Tommy Asio are the ones who made mistakes with the goals. They were pressured. They don't play. They know they come from leagues which do not have teams like Liverpool. There are not too many teams who play at Liverpool's level, and it's no surprise to me that Tavares, Sami Asio, and and uh, Sami Lukonga were the ones who who I want. I buckled is probably too hard of a word, but they they struggled more with that than anyone else. Party was absolutely yeah. targeted. Anytime the ball came near them, there's two or three Liverpool players on them. They did not want him to get the ball and turn and run at them. And he, they never gave him a chance. That's Liverpool getting their tactics absolutely spot on. We need to remember this is a Liverpool team at the top of their game. This is a team that's going to challenge for the title, who's going to go close to the Champions League. They're five or six years ahead of us in development. You look at the they're wide players, Mane and Saha, right? Two of the best in the business. Ours are Smith Rowe and Saka. Now we know what the potential of those two players are, but they're not on Mane's and Saha's Salah's uh level just yet. They have the potential to get there, but they're not there yet. This is a Liverpool team that is at the peak of its game. Um, the incident when I checked it in the clock, I thought we managed I, I thought we managed the first 20-25 minutes really well. There was a few chances. I thought Ramsdale done well to stop them. The Liverpool crowd were quiet. And I think Klopp jumped yeah. in on that to get the, clock, get the crowd going. Because they were quiet. I mean, again, I agree with totally what about a about, uh, Eamon said about Arteta, he's defending these players against what well, Manny absolutely should have been sent off the post for minutes in that game last year. But Klopp seized on that to get the collect the crowd involved and it worked. Um it was really disappointing to get so close to half time at nil nil to concede a goal to a set piece. Um to me it looked like um Gabriel was he was sucked towards Van Dyke, which left Manny behind him. Yeah, maybe yeah. You know, you know but it, 
the quality of the cross was superb. But um, it's disappointing to lose a goal like that because we've been good at set pieces. And then, as you said, the first five, ten minutes after the second half, it was Lekonga as much as anyone else who, who struggled. And he gave the ball away three or four times in the first five, ten minutes. And that was just pure pressure. And this, this, is, this is a lesson for these young players. Um, yeah, we've got a 22-game season. Those other six games against the top three, they're a free hit. If you get something from them, it's a bonus. This game is not going to decide where we finish the season. It's the other two, 32 games going to decide where we are this season. Mm-hmm. Now, again, was an ex- we have a lot of work to do. And a lot of these players... A lot of work to do. These tactical awareness as well. But um, that's a that's a really tough class to look so and you can't take out the way from it. And these young players got taught a lesson. And we said last week, um, we'll see just how good this side is after they lose the game. So we need to bounce back on Saturday. Win the game on Saturday. It doesn't matter how you win it. Just win the game, get the three points, move on to the next game. The next game is more important. Yeah. The intensity of Liverpool, though, is frightening at Anfield, you know. And over the last few seasons, we've been... Tomed consistently by three or more goals, um, which is quite worrying, you know. Um, it's, and I think it'd probably be fair to say we're now we're no longer a top four team. Every time you see us coming against the top, top four or five, you know, which is sad. But it's a team and team. It's a work in progress, I suppose. You know, it's a very young team. A top White and Gabriella, the worst showings of the season, aside from. The Chelsea and City game. Um, I would say a top three. But it, but it's time to re- it's it, it's it's time to reflect. You know, I think a, a thump like that is a time to reflect and see where you, where you are at, and to be more realistic about the season. Now, we'd be doing well to finish probably in the top six now. But you uh, know, December is a key uh, month. December is a key hang month. Hang on a second, John. Uh, hang, the, on. Um, hang on. Let's not be losing the run of yourself. Like, you know. Oh, what, what, what <laughs> on, needs as your guests on the show are clearly saying is <laughs> we believe there's a top three that are miles ahead of the rest. Um, are you seriously telling me that we'll we we we'll get thumped by West Ham by three or four goals? Are you serious? Never know. Never know the way they're playing. I, Hold on, they're playing with a lot of I wouldn't say three or four nil, Eamon, but well, they see. will probably beat us. Away. Who would beat us three or four nil? West Ham. I wouldn't well, put it past him just to wait airplane. What happens on the 15th of December because I'll be there. You know, <laughs> you, once again, you will eat your words. You must be getting sick of swallowing them words now at this stage. <laughs> but no, seriously, though, there's, there's a top three no, that it, absolutely. But the yeah, three there is, yeah. Uh, like Chelsea, City, and Liverpool, yeah. we're not done. We're miles off. Correct. We're miles off. Them, but Correct. Don't tell me we're miles off from Tottenham and Leicester and everything. Everybody else. The gap between that middle group is really close. Really close. There's not a huge amount between Johnny. Um, and it's those games which will decide Oh, and the day with us, though, isn't it? We either blow hot or cold. Games you think we should win, we don't win. You know, it's... We can see the potential this show. What about the previous 10 games? It's just... What about the you should be beating Dave York's claim that's a big club. Games that you should be winning, you shouldn't be drawing or losing them. And if Arteta wants to keep that job, they're the games that he has to well, win. And thank God he did win. Oh, so, um, and we're talking like in my absence, where we're making um, funny remarks about me being Arteta out when I'm absolutely on the contrary. I am most um, uh, Arteta in. And let's give him a good. Let's give him <laughs> a few years. After Saturday's game, it's Arteta out. I just want to dissect what you said, right, for a second, right? Um, <laughs> about about drawing and losing against. We had a 10-game unbeaten run. Our league form before we played Liverpool was 1-6 and drew 2 out of the previous eight. So where's all this panic coming from? I'd panic if we start losing to Newcastle. I'd panic if we got turned over by three at Goodison. I'd panic then, right? But not off the back of being beaten by one of the best teams I've seen in the Premiership, Liverpool, much as I'm allowed to admit it, you know. With a manager who doesn't even have his own teeth, 
or his own hair. A courier, a courier's knife, he'll never play the game. At least that's how the knife can die. He's a rod little of Anfield. Tell me pen down now. Yeah. <laughs> he, ran, he ran off of the young one, that's who it is. <laughs> yeah, rod little. <laughs> uh, just, I was watching that back in the news. That was absolute comic gold. <laughs> no, it's just... It's us. It's I suppose because we were on such a good run of form, lads. After ten games unbeaten, it's us. It's us back to reality. You know, it's it's us a reality check of you know where we're at. But um, it's always a tough yeah, game. The next up, that happened in international break. I mean, you you couldn't have picked a hard again. Yeah. You know, so I mean, yeah, yeah. Saying that, so yeah. just yourself down, move on to the next game, and every single one of the players came out and said that that's a tough lesson, but it's a lesson they learn. The next game is more important. Let's move on. That's the way you have to look at it. You know, dust it down. That's just one game gone. Forget about it. Move on to the next one. You know, you can't keep. You can't dwell on this. Was there any players in that third and the left that you could have would you have put in instead? It was any players that you would have liked well, I, that wasn't there on Saturday. We could have done. But I don't. I don't think we were ever going to win the game because we don't score enough goals. Okay, I'll straight up. I was surprised Tony didn't step. I was really surprised yeah. to say. Um, I, w- I wasn't 100% sure where Patrick was going to be fit enough for this game. But again, you're, going to, you're talking about them bringing Maitland Niles and Eleni in. And, you know, they're not going to be, you know, with the utmost respect against that uh, Liverpool midfield, that's not going to change things. Um, Lacazette is a 60 minute player. He's a very honest player. He gives you a hell of a lot. But we struggled to hang on to the ball. Maybe Odegaard coming on would have helped with that. But then, I still don't think we would have created enough chances to score goals. That's been brutally honest. I don't think there's a lot we could have done. I was surprised Tony didn't start, purely because of experience in a game like this. He has got a couple of games under Scotland, under his belt through Scotland, so I think he would have been a match bit. But uh, it's a tough lesson for Tavares. It's, it's a lesson he needs to learn. So, I mean, that's the way you have to look at it, Johnny. These young players are not used to playing against teams of the level of Liverpool. <laughs> How do you know? Now they know what the standard is. How do you know what the standard is? Yeah. What is, what is that going a- on? Eamon, is there any changes that you would have made well, on Saturday? You see, hindsight's a great thing because you can look at the way they got their tactics right, and they stopped. They did not want us playing the ball through Thomas Party, and they went after him like a war game. Right now, the reason for that is very simple. If Party gets turned in the middle of the pitch, he's an option of Saka out wide, who who is very dangerous receiving the ball from the centre of the pitch out wide. Not so much receiving it from Tomiyasu because he's in a very narrow channel, right? But if he's receiving the ball from the middle of the pitch into space, everything opens up behind him. They didn't want that to happen. The other option that party will get if he gets torn is get the ball to Smith Rowe's feet. And then he's capable of causing all sorts of trouble. So they identified that. So with the benefit of hindsight, you you could say, for example, oh, well, if we'd have known they were going to do that, what we could have done was got Pepe out on the right wing and thrown a curveball all together and put uh, Saka in the middle of the park. And that and that would have made... But you only get that with hindsight. You only get that by learning, you know? Yeah. Uh, we It would have been a very, very... And if it had it backfired, well, then we would have had podcasters all over Ireland um, giving out then <laughs> that Arteta had to be sacked and all that sort of thing. But the benefit of hindsight, you know, that they, they got their tactics spot on and they were well worth their win. And even if that... Fellow with the baseball cap does my head in. Anyway, um. <laughs> the, the performance lads of Aaron Ramsdale, it, once again, he pulled off terrific saves throughout the game. Your take on him, John, on Saturday, superb, wasn't he? No, no, well, fairness, he, he, he's been a very busy keeper the last few weeks. He's been a very busy boy. I don't like having a goalkeeper that that's busy. But in fairness to him, he's yeah. standing up. Um, I was yeah. one, I'll put my hands up, who, who thought for the amount of money we spent, we could have got a better goalkeeper. But he has come in and he's shut me up. He's performed us since the start of being excellent. Um, he's not the reason we lost on Saturday. No, so I'm no, we're not at all. And I, and I hope yeah. that continues. I've been really, really impressed. Eamon, your take on Aaron Ramsey on Saturday? Some stuff. Yeah, now he's playing very well. Um, there was one save in particular. He was going the wrong way and threw his left hand in the air and was it was nothing short of incredible. Yeah, incredible, and I, yeah. I, I, I like it. I, I like, his attitude after the game, I think he's really switched on. I think he's a man uh, on a mission, and his mission is to be a top-class goalkeeper for Arsenal and represent England at the next World Cup. 
And the way he's going, he is on route to doing that. Yeah, I think he's definitely futuring the number one the way he's going. Yeah, he's going. He's great attitude as well, and uh, he's not afraid of a challenge. You know, coming up against the big sides as well. He, he pulled off a cracking stop against um, Alexander Arnold. How he got <laughs> his fingertips, I don't know. And one from Chata in the second half, where he just pushed it away with his uh, right hand. Incredible. It could have been a lot more than four 0 but we dust ourselves down again, and we'll see. On Saturday, it's good to have a home game. I think on the back of that, to get to be at home with the fans and get hopefully the crowd behind them again. You know, um, uh, <laughs> the usual what we normally do. Your man of the match <laughs> from Saturday, if anyone. It's hard to put look beyond Ramsdale. Had a push. He was that busy and he did that well. Um, everyone else, I mean, they've done a shift. They, they, they've done their best, but uh, yeah. that was a top class they were built in. That was always yeah. going to be hard. So, as far as Ars concerned, Ramsdale, Liverpool, Fabino in midfield, I thought he was an absolute beast. Super, really wasn't did. he? Yeah. Was yeah. Beast. yeah. There was one chance in the second half, I don't know if he's remembered. Lacazette put you up. Bang. And he just didn't have to put it to eat. Listen, I think he'd be one on. It, might, it mightn't have been anything in the game, but it was a, it was a chance, I think, in the game. Um. Eamon, uh, uh, who, who, you, who impressed you? It wasn't, I know the... No, no yeah, the, the question for a man of the match is that there's nobody other than Aaron Ramsdale that you could honestly yeah. say, you know? Yeah. yeah. Superb again. I think uh, nearly every game I've said he's been man of the match. That says a lot since he only came in for the, his fourth game was against Norwich, wasn't it, back in September? So, long may that continue. And uh, uh, learning curve... Um, Ahead of uh, our next game, where we're going to preview now, is on Saturday. It's at twelve forty-five. Um, Damon is going over for it, I believe. Twelve thirty, sorry. Kickoff. Um, live on BT Sport. Hopefully, we see Eamon in the crowd and Telly. Um, it's Eddie. I think Eddie. Whether he be on the touchline or not, I know we contacted. Um, I think we contacted Cove there over the weekend before, but they drew three all with Brentford. Um, very attacking style of football. We know Brentford when you when the manager scored a lot of goals and made it very difficult. Uh, when we played against them, uh, he, for he set up the team very well. Um, he's got Ryan Fraser and I think Alan St. Bam will be another one to watch over on Saturday. Um, it's it's only be a tough game. I would have said we'd hammered him if Steve Bruce was still in charge, but um, it's only be a tough game. But I can see it's nearly beating them on Saturday be it will be a tough game. Um the early morning kickoffs and that mad on, you know, I always find we kinda it's hard to get the crowd up for the game that early and the team seems sluggish at the start. But I think after that defeat by Liverpool to be well up for this one. Um I'll go to John this time. what would your take be on Saturday against Newcastle? Um well I think Tanny will start. Um I won't be surprised to see Odegaard come in for lack of death. And I wonder if he'll give Leclerc a break and give Maitland Noel to start alongside Party. It's a game we should win, but it's a game we need to win. But um, as you say, Newcastle, new manager, you know, the new manager bump that a lot of teams get. We are giving up chances, but um, it's a game we, we should have enough to get past. We should be having enough to play yeah, chances yeah, against yeah, yeah. Again, it, it could be very similar to the Norris game where we, we you know we grind out a result rather than well student but it, it's again it's about getting the result get the win start the next run get the next winning run going so let's just get the win yeah um, yeah we turned them over 3-0 in January um, this year 3-0 Obama answer twice and Saka we won 2-0 at St. James's as well it was in May I think and then he scored a cracker um, Amy what would your take be on Saturday? What would you like to see happen? Well, um, well, what I'd like to see us do is go after Newcastle the way we went after Aston Villa, right? Yeah. And uh, I think if we do that, we, you know, you can score against them. And Eddie Howe and Don Howe combined, what uh, <laughs> wouldn't repair uh, that Newcastle defence in one week? Yeah. You know, and um, they drew three all at home against a Brentford side that trust me. Is going down. It's in a mudslide, right? 
that Brentford team is in a mudslide and got three in St. James's Park against them. So uh, it, it's either either he'll work some uh, bit where he's going to decide to sit in and not concede, or he'll do what Eddie Howe does and try and get on the front foot. His Bournemouth team, strangely enough, contrary to what you've uh, um, what you've said, they, they they never gave us much trouble. We always beat them, you know. And even when they were three 0 up, we managed to get three all. Remember uh, the FC, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I, I like him as a manager. I, I think he tries to do the right things. Um, well, I, 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 that wouldn't be one where I'd fear that the managerial bump so much because he's a lot to repair there. And it's all this game is not about Eddie Howe or it's not about Newcastle. It's about what the Arsenal do. And if the Arsenal get at it, they got at Villa. Right, and and to a lesser extent, Watford, and we saw what Watford did at the weekend, albeit against a mishmash of whatever. Um, you know, I think we'd be okay. I I definitely think there's goals there. I was just looking uh, at some stats. Well, we're not scoring a lot of goals, or at least we're up at kind of eleven and a half uh, shots chances per game. This time last year, we were at eight and a half. So you know, I mean, um. It's about improving. Uh, I, I, I think we, I think we'll have chances Saturday. I agree with you about the crowd. By the way, I hate those half twelve games. You know, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. Be, I find it's very sluggish. Yeah, and you'd be having a kebab by five o'clock in the evening at that rate. You know, <laughs> okay. how does that work? Now I'm going over on um, I'm going over on Friday. Um, so I'll be, I, 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 I'll be a bit of socialising doing my phone. Coming home Saturday night actually. Um, to make sure I'm uh, there at the Aviva Stadium for uh, the Bohemians uh, on on Sunday in the FAI. Oh Cup. yeah, oh, that yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Had to get that in. Had to get it in. I think the Dublin. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a Dublin Derby, isn't it? Yeah, if you go to a cup final, actually. Yeah, you don't don't want Keith Long uh, in charge there. Yeah. Um, hopefully, Yars will play them next year in the Europa Conference League. <laughs> um, what would your prediction be, John? Score nine wise for Saturday. Um, if we get at them the way we did Villa, I'll take a three 0 win. If we're slow and rusty the way we did against Norwich, we'll take the one 0 goal all day long. Just, yeah. I just want the win. Just get the win. Get back on track. Get refocused. Get the next run goal. Newcastle seems to be a lucky team for Aubameyang. He, he seems to score quite a lot against well, you've himself. Just it. You've just jinxed him by mentioning it. Well done, Johnny. <laughs> uh, I, I'm predicting um, three. I think Newcastle they be attack-minded, Henry, because Eddie Howe seems like his team's on the front foot, so I'll go with a 3-2 win. Eamon, your prediction? Yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'd be kind of a halfway. But now, that you've, now that you've hexed Aubameyang, we can fully expect them to come down with botulism or something between now and the weekend. Um, I would say probably a three. Probably a, probably a three. I'll go for a three-one because I think I, th- I think Newcastle will. You know, I think Newcastle will have a go more than they would have been inclined to. You know, uh, I'll go for a three-one. But but again, like that. You know, predictions. I mean, that's if the Arsenal come out and get at them the way they got at Villa. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's the early morning kickoffs. It's always the worry on a Saturday with us. Yeah, but um, I think they will be up for this, and they want to come back strong after that thump when we got at Anfield. I do believe that. Um, <laughs> probably in reality, be another three. <laughs> You can see it in the last. Just on the early morning kickoff, I think the early morning kickoff is more of a problem for the home team. Yeah. We, I yeah. mean, we we went to Leicester and had them silenced to death after twenty minutes, you know, on on, on a half yeah. twelve kickoff a, a few weeks ago. I think it's a problem for the home team because you know yourself when you're going to a game, like you, Jesus. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it's all about the drink, but it helps. Uh, and what I'm saying is that um, <laughs> no, it does. Like if you, if you can get into a bills <laughs> around, you can get into a bills around half twelve, one o'clock for the three o'clock kickoff, and you. You know, when you're meeting with your friends and you're doing all that, you're energizing yourself. Whereas you don't yeah. get the opportunity to do it um, for those games, you know? No, unless you're drinking at six in the morning on a Ryanair flight. 
It sometimes isn't a bad idea, do I? I wouldn't condone that type of drinking at all. This is a family show. This is a family show. This is a family show with an international audience. Get none of it anymore. Can't get one anymore. Uh, Rod Little as pilot on Saturday morning. <laughs> it was you, Rod Little. <laughs> you told us we'd win. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I suppose. Um, I suppose moving on. Uh, Ali Gunnar Solskjaer uh, sacked by uh, Manchester United. It was uh, it was coming for a long time, but he kept hanging on in there. Um, we play United on the second of December. That's a Thursday night. Next week, next Thursday, it's a home game, a quarter past eight. Um, game. I yeah. wonder if it's, I, I doubt, I, I, to be honest, I doubt they'd have a manager in by that. I say Silby Carrick. What do you think about that, lads? You see, is coming out at United and shown, you know, I think United are really struggling. And it'd be very confident of a, not comfortable win against them. You know, I think they're a team dishevelled. Just looking at them tonight, they're all over the place. They're, they don't seem to know where they're going, which is great to see. They're playing a decent Villarreal side. This Villarreal side beat when you wake up a final. So give them a break, you know? It's an away uh, game, though. Yeah, they're out, hopefully to go out tonight. The, over, United, yeah. the United game is an away game. It's no, it's at home. Back, no, it's at home. No, no, it's down at home. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Listen, just, just to bring it to the audience's attention, we do we, we do the tickets for people. Do you think that it, it was a home game and we wouldn't have known about it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, who is this presenter on this show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I might go to United we stand instead. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Sorry, I saw great pictures on uh, the Dublin Arsenal supporters page. The, the, it seemed a great atmosphere there. Um, <laughs> Aside from the results, the were you in the club at the weekend? That's no, no, you're and were you no, at the game? No? no, it wasn't. But I'll tell you what, a, a, a very, very good mate of mine who's as as another Raymond would say, a, a, a serious and great football man, right? He <laughs> texted me from Anfield and said, The Arsenal boys have just arrived into the stadium, and he said to me that they were the noisiest. Uh, best away supporters he'd ever seen in Anfield. You know, th- th- there's definitely a new breed of Arsenal supporter uh, going. Yeah, you're saying that, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. time you went to the Aston Villa game, you saw a different. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll see what it's like on Saturday morning, you know? Yeah, um, of course, the uh, Dublin Arsenal Supporters Club meets up at the River Bar in Dublin City Centre. Um, it's great to see it back again, you know, um, and a good audience as well, you know, so. Plenty of games to go and watch them in the pub. Only in December, I think we have eight or nine games, including the uh, Carabao Cup quarter final against Sunderland, which is on the 24th. So that's something to look forward to in December as well. Um, is there anything uh, else, lads, you'd like um, to bring up, Arsenal related or football related? Yeah, I think we'll leave it at that. Roll on next week and we'll talk about the Newcastle match. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another Arteta out installment by the lads. <laughs> <laughs> Here's hoping <laughs> it's yeah. a to yeah. kick off. Sorry, oh, yeah, uh, she can play some of Michael Carrick, you know. Careful <laughs> what you wish for. <clears throat> I prefer Igor Stepanos, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can catch all our episodes on Spotify and on SoundCloud. Um. You can catch all our episodes going back as far as March, uh, which was our fours. And um, I'd like to thank my guests tonight for um, a hotly debated show. <laughs> um, <laughs> and of course, up the bows next Sunday. Or this Sunday. one, is it? This next Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Go on, St. Pat's. Um, I'd like to thank <laughs> John Media and Eamon Donnelly uh, for their contributions uh, much appreciated uh, as always I'm your host Joelsey we'll talk to you again next week so have a good week thanks Danny bye